Hey, it's Chris Garlock, host of Labor History Today. This week's show is a segment we did for the Labor Heritage Power Hour radio show, which airs every Thursday on WPFW here in Washington, D.C. I hope you like it. There's a great and a bloody fight around this whole world tonight In the battle of bombs and shrapnel rain Hitler told the world around he would tear our union down But our union's gonna break them slavery chains And our union's gonna break them slavery chains Most of us, when we make our New Year's resolutions, make just a few Cut back on alcohol, eat healthier foods, exercise more Woody Guthrie made 33 the iconic folk singer wrote out the New Year's rulings over two pages of his journal in the careful, neat handwriting of a man who once painted signs for a living. Each of the resolutions is illustrated with quick little line drawings. Labor historian Julie Green, professor of history at the University of Maryland and a past president of LACHA, the Labor and Working Class History Association, posted Woody's resolutions on her Facebook page. So I called her up to chat about what these resolutions reveal about the man behind the legend and what they say to us today in 2024. If it takes them to tear the fascists down But when I think of the ships and the men going down And the Russians fight on across the dawn There's London in ruins and Paris in chains. Good people, what are we waiting on? Good people, what are we waiting on? I don't know that much about Guthrie, but I looked up, kind of reminded myself quickly of his biography. And, you know, he was going through a lot when he was writing this. It was 1943. He was, I guess, at that point, he was serving in the military, uh, fighting fascism. His marriage had dissolved. I think he had recently fallen in love with a dancer with the Martha Graham Dance Company. So, you know, his life was kind of a roller coaster at that point. And maybe this was sort of an exercise to try to get his whole life a little bit together. And maybe you could describe the physical artifact because it's not just a list. I mean, if you could describe it for folks. Yeah. I mean, it's a really wonderful little document. It's two pages of his journal. I guess he kept a journal regularly. And and so it's about, gosh, 30 or so, 25 different resolutions. And and next to them are little drawings of things he's going to do. And so, and it's, you know, to me, one of the striking things about it is that it's, some of them are very lofty goals, like help win the war and beat fascism. And But some of them are so prosaic and mundane, like be, you know, be nice to mama, uh, brush teeth every day write a song a day, you know, very, very simple life goals. I noticed that too. And I wonder if you could sort of talk about that a little bit, because I I thought, you know, this is a list that has fight fascism and shave in the same list. And I I thought, well, yeah, those, I mean, and and, and I was thinking, you know, today, of course, in 24, we're, we're worried about, you know, the election, 
but I still need to floss every day. So I thought, well, maybe Woody might have had something there. <laughs> Absolutely. I think I think about this a lot. The times we're living through give me new perspective on what life must have been like in the 1930s and 40s. Because, you know, when I study that history, I think about these huge global titanic struggles, Hitler and fascism and labor rights, people struggling for full labor rights. And, and I forget that, you know, people still had to worry about brushing their teeth and wearing clean socks and stuff like that, like we do today. We, we're, we're struggling through the rise of fascism in the U.S., but we still want to live our lives and have teeth that <laughs> don't need dental help, you know. So, so that's really reflected here is his, his resolutions kind of go back and forth. You know, it starts out work more and better work by a schedule. While we're on the subject of hard work, I just want to say that I always was a man to work. I was born working and I worked my way up by hard work. I ain't ever got nowhere yet, but I got there by hard work. Work of the hardest kind. I've been down and I've been out. I've been disgusted and busted and I couldn't be trusted. I work my way up and I work my way down. I've been drunk and I've been sober and I've been baptized and got hijacked. I've been robbed for cash and I've been robbed on credit. Work my way in jail and I work my way out of jail. Woke up a lot of mornings and didn't know where I was at. And then there's like this flash of humor. He says, wash teeth, if any. <laughs> <laughs> Shave, take a bath, eat good, drink very scant, if any. I think a lot of us can relate to that. You know, it's dry January for a lot of people. Um, so, yeah, it kind of goes back and forth between these really lofty goals and and simpler, more prosaic things. I mean, you know, you say Woody Guthrie and everybody thinks, you know, all the classic songs. And on this list, it's not until number eight, write a song a day. I mean, I would have thought that'd be top of Woody Guthrie's list. Yeah, you know, I think if we added them all up, it's really the more so almost like personal hygiene kinds of things <laughs> that are that are dominant here, you know, because he gets to number eight, write a song a day, but then right after that is like wear clean clothes and look good and shine your shoes, change socks, change bed clothes often. So, you know, I don't think of Woody Guthrie as thinking about having to change his sheets often, <laughs> but, but there he is. Um, and then read lots of good books, listen to radio often. That's really interesting. He's telling himself right along with, he wants to read more books. He wants to listen to the radio. So he wants to be an educated worldly man on top of what's happening in the world. And then this next one, learn people better. And, and that was so fascinating to me because he traveled all over the country. He, he was somebody who listened to people. And so is this an artifact of his earlier days or, or, or what does this evoke for you? Yeah, I love that one. It's almost sort of philosophical, isn't it? Learn people better. Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. you're right. He's, he's making a living by listening to people and hearing their hard luck stories and turning that into music. And yet there's a, a level at which he wants, he wants to do it better. He wants to 
think harder about people and think about what it means, what they're telling him a little bit more. This is a word that they never would have used then, but, you know, he's so intentional about it. Yeah. I mean, you think about all those songs he wrote, and then you look at this list, and, I mean, he must have been a thoughtful, as you put it, intentional guy. He He's really thinking about his own life and how he wants to relate to other people, both, you know, the people in his family Later down in the list, he says, you know, number 28, love mama, 29, love papa, 30, love Pete. Don't forget 31, 31, love everybody. Yeah, I love, I love yeah. that the sequence. It's almost like a song. I mean, you can see where yeah. he's going with it, right? Yeah, yeah, really. It's amazing. And up above, send Mary and kids money, his divorced wife and their kids. I want to go back up to the original list. After learn people better, he goes back to the prosaic with keep retro clean. But then the next one, and this one somehow made me a little sad. Don't get lonesome. Yeah, I wonder about that one because I I don't I don't know that much about him as a personal guy. But you know, in these years, he's surrounded by people. This is when he's buddies with Pete Seeger and Lead Belly and that whole crew, the Almanac singers. and um, But there must have been a, a side of him that still had to think about really connecting with people. Well, and I guess maybe putting a historian hat on now, I mean, it, it makes me think, and, you know, again, this is a guy whose songs we've heard, many of us who have, have read, you know, his, you know, his, um, his book, um, but it this sort of hints at another Woody, maybe. Yeah, this is still early, and and um, so I mean, his health issues didn't, I don't think, really happen till later. Uh, even the earliest signs of it, I think, come about later. Um, but you know, I think. I think that if you think about the whole pattern of all of the resolutions, it sort of goes back and forth in this way from the prosaic to really almost philosophical, um, because right after Don't Get Lonesome, he says, stay glad. And then right after that, keep hoping machine running. Yeah, I saw that, and, and I think I know what he means, but what, what's, what's your read on that? Keep hoping machine running. I think he means like that machine inside of us that keeps us hopeful about the world. I think, you know, he's fighting fascism in the United States and in Europe. And life must have looked awfully dark a lot of the time. Um, so I think he's telling himself, stay glad, keep, keep hope alive, we would say now. You know, right. you know, the great Studs Terkel, who ran a radio show for decades, undoubtedly he and Woody knew each other, as he did his radio show through McCarthyism and everything, every single show he would end it by saying, take it easy, but take it, <laughs> you know, be tough, fight fascism, maybe Woody would be saying to himself, but keep hope, keep hope going. was a big high wall there that tried to stop me 
sign was painted, said private property, but on the back side it didn't say nothing. This land was made for you and me. When the sun comes shining, then I was strolling, and the wheat fields waving, and my that's cloud rolling. A voice was chanting as the fog was lifting. This land was made for you and me. This land is your land, and this land is my land. From California to the New York Island, Redwood forests to the Gulf Stream waters. This land was made for you and me. And again, it made me reflect on the times that we're living through. I was thinking about this, you know, it's the time of year when everybody says Happy New Year, and everybody seems to be saying it was sort of a little bit of a, almost a question mark in it, Julie, you know, <laughs> because we know it's going to be a tough year. And maybe this is why these resonated so much, these resolutions, even though they're from so long ago, they they seem to resonate with us even more so this year. What do you think? I think so. You know, like we said, it's uh he has these hopeful bits amidst you can tell the context is a is a dark one um i mean it's so neat how right after keep hoping machine running number 20 is dream good but then again is back to the prosaic which is save dough yeah 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 <laughs> bank all extra money and save dough and, right. and then number 23 kind of goes back to the issue of don't get lonesome. He says, have company, but don't waste time. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> that one kind of had me puzzling about that. That makes sense, but it's a little almost judgy, right? Yeah, well, that and and if you go back up to number seven, drink very scant, if any, those kinds of messages make you think he's trying to sort of pull party boy Woody Guthrie into line a little bit. Mm, mm, okay, that makes sense. 25, we get back to to the Woody we know, play and sing good. He's kind of setting the bar there for himself, right? Not great, <laughs> or not be a big pop star, play and sing good. <laughs> and then dance better, 26. That's great, too. And then we go to 27, help win war, beat fascism. Yeah, that, you know, that's the one that really jumps out at people, especially given the days we're living through now. And, you know, this was about the time, I think, that his, he had his guitar saying, this machine kills fascists. Give us the last two to wrap this up. And, and I, I just think the last two I love, I just do. Yeah. Number 32, make up your mind. <laughs> and number three, wake up and fight. That's so great. I mean, the whole thing is like poetry, really. Mm-hmm. It really is. I never thought of it that way, but I can just imagine him sitting down saying, all right, what what are my resolutions for 1944? Okay, I got to work more and better. Number two, work by a schedule. And then, oh, well, let's talk about my teeth. You know, it, it just, it really rolls like a, a poem. So just to wrap up, Julie, putting on your labor historian hat, you posted this to Facebook, so this is not random. What was your intention, and, and do you have any resolutions? Well, you know, I had um, 
I've posted it a few times before. I think it is just a beautiful document. Um, it kind of it takes us into Woody Guthrie's head and 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 takes us into 1943 in such a beautiful, beautiful way and powerful and yet kind of charming at times, humorous. So I love it for all of those reasons. I love it for the sort of sense that the everyday matters, even when you're living through dark times and that you want to help win the war and beat fascism and fight hard every day, but you also want to keep hope going, keep the hope and machine running dream good, don't get lonesome, stay glad. You know, I, I think we can all kind of relate to those. My personal resolution is beat fascism. Well, Julie Green, this has been wonderful. I really appreciate you uh, reminding us of, of this and, and taking time to talk about it and uh, take it easy, but take it, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Better words couldn't be said. Really fun talking to you, Chris. Thanks. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Put them there, boy, and we'll show these fascists what a couple of hillbillies can do. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, fascists, you may be surprised. People in this world are getting organized. You're bound to lose bound to lose all you fascists bound to lose I said all you fascists bound to lose yes all you fascists bound to lose you're bound to lose you fascists bound to lose there's people of every nation marching side to side marching across the fields where a million fascists died you're bound to lose Hey, this is Kim Reed from OEA Grow. We're proud to be part of the Labor Radio Podcast Network with more than 200 labor radio shows and podcasts from across the country and around the world. The Labor Radio Podcast Network, where working people speak. Find us at laborradionetwork.org. I'm Rick Smith. And this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1968. That was the day Johnny Cash performed at Folsom Prison. The man in black had played numerous free prison concerts before. 
country music legend Merle Haggard remembered seeing him perform at San Quentin a decade earlier. Columbia Records recorded the two concerts at Folsom for release. It was these recordings that many credit with revitalizing the career of Johnny Cash. His daughter Roseanne believes the 1968 appearance signified her father's own personal liberation, saying, quote, that was the moment he came into the light, when he embodied who he really was. Performing with the Tennessee Three, June Carter, Carl Perkins, and the Statler Brothers, Cash hit the charts with Folsom Prison Blues, which sold more than 3 million copies at the time. He also took the opportunity to advocate for prison reform and prisoners' rights, providing testimony on the subject in the early 1970s. His brother told the BBC in an interview, quote, he identified with the prisoners because many of them had served their sentences and had been rehabilitated in some cases, but were still kept there for the rest of their lives. He felt a great empathy for those people. Cash might not have actually shot a man in Reno, but he always sided with the underdog. His songs highlighted the working man's life, from the sharecroppers, coal miners, and auto workers to railroaders, truckers, and prison chain gangs. Cash always gave an unromanticized view of hard living and hard labor, as well as interracial and class solidarity. I hear the train a-coming, it's rolling around a bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison. Labor History in Two brought to you by the Illinois Labor History Society and the Rick Smith Show. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison and time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps rolling. That's it for this week's edition of Labor History Today. You can subscribe to LHT on your favorite podcast app. Even better, if you like what you hear, sure hope you do. Like it in your podcast app, pass it along, leave a review. That really helps folks to find the show. Labor History in Two is a partnership between the Illinois Labor History Society and The Rick Smith Show. That's a labor-themed radio show out of Pennsylvania. Our music today included four from Woody Guthrie, Tear the Fascists Down, Talking Hard Work, This Land is Your Land, and All You Fascists Bound to Lose. And, of course, that's Johnny Cash with the live version of Folsom Prison Blues. Labor History Today is produced by the Labor Heritage Foundation and the Kalmanovitz Initiative for Labor and the Working Poor at Georgetown University. You can keep up with all the latest labor arts and labor history news. Subscribe to the Labor Heritage Foundation's weekly newsletter. It's free at laborheritage.org. The Labor History Today team includes Ben Blake, Patrick Dixon, Leon Fink, Sherry Lincoln, Joe McCartan, Evan Papp, Jessica Pozak, and Alan Weirdak. For Labor History Today, this has been Chris Garlock. Thanks for listening. Keep making history, and see you next time. What if they freed me from this prison? If that railroad train was mine, then I'd move it on a little farther down the line, far from Folsom Prison. That's where I want to stay. And I'd let that lonesome whistle blow my blues away. <laughs>